Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode number 10 of 100% Real with Bearded and Boom. My name is Dylan, a.k.a. Boom Shakalaka. Uh, this week's a jam-packed episode, so uh, hang tight as it might be a little bit of a longer one. But we're going to cover all the upcoming uh, content that will be the show, including uh, everything dropped this week. Uh, we will recap the 2021 MLB World Series uh, also going to discuss a little bit of news and notes, um, off-season preview and stuff like that. Uh, we were going to talk about news and notes from around the league of the NFL, as well as an MVP race update and Super Bowl favorites through week number eight, as well as preview week number nine, all NFL action. NHL is in full swing. We'll catch you up on the week that was for the New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres. But first, let me tell you that you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And everywhere you get your podcasts, now including Google or Apple Podcasts, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Bearded and Boom, as well as me, Dylan, on Twitter and Twitch at Boom Shakalaka, and my co-host, Chris, at Bearded Spartan. You can also now use code Bearded and code Shaka at 10% off your order at JuggernautEnergy.com. Without further ado, let me bring in Chris tonight. Chris, how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? It's this is this has been uh, it's been a fun week with uh, yeah. especially everything that's happened today. The last couple ah. of days of the NFL and, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the go over. no more baseball tears. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we're still going to have to keep an eye on, you know, are they going to be able to come to a deal and right. move but forward with next year? Or is it going to be just like a, a strike down and stuff like that? countdown to pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training well, right and then you know <laughs> any trades or signings that happen like we'll we'll be on top of that stuff too so i mean yeah so yeah. i first want to start off with saying uh before we jump into mlb the show we will most likely be doing in the next couple of weeks we'll be doing a uh for the mlb we'll be doing a kind of a tier ranking of off-season uh free agents because there are a bunch and there are a bunch of high profile yes. free agents too um Quite a few couple of great shortstops, a couple of great starting pitchers, stuff like that. Sure. So we'll be we will be doing that in the in the, uh, in the few weeks to come. So stay tuned and uh, look out for that. But uh, for now, we'll jump into uh, MLB the show. All right, um, I'm going to start this one out this time for MLB the show and uh, the new Evolution players. Um, so the new daily moments after 27 points, um, you start getting. All the old players from the dailies, which I'm not going to lie, that kind of upsets me a little bit as a person who stayed on top of my daily moments and grinded everything out. That's basically kind of like a slap in the face to us because it's saying, oh, you didn't need to keep up with this. Here you go, guys. Like, it, it just it just bothers me a little bit that, you know, SDS would do this um, because they're basically rewarding people for not you know, keeping up with things on this one. And it's just, I don't know. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. How yeah. I mean, feel. for definitely for those casual fans, it's kind of uh, a nice, uh, what, what Chris is referring to is this month at 29 points, you do get the Gary Sheffield card that came out, uh, in the beginning of the year. And then at 30 points, you get Zach Britton, 32 points, you get Pablo Sandoval. Yes. 33 points. You get signature series, Andrew McCutcheon, 98 overall. Uh, 34 and 35 points. You get Cy Young and Jim Tomei, respectively. So you get all the old uh, Daily Moment uh, kind of boss cards, I guess is what yeah. we'll call them. Oh, um, yeah. 
along with the rest of this month. So uh, also at 25 points now, uh, the Daily Moment program boss is 99 overall, 500 home run club, Reggie Jackson. Uh, not going to lie, the card's a little bit underwhelming for a home run club card, uh, especially you know the fact that he doesn't have 100 contact either side kind of upsets me. So he has uh, 99 contact versus right. 90 contact left, 123 power right, 118 power left, 80 vision, 125 clutch, uh, silver fielding, 72 arm brings it up, arm and reaction bring it up a little bit, 84 and 77 with uh, 74 speed. So the card for me, I mean, it's still going to start for me in right yeah. field. It's probably it going to take over for the, the, the Confort Goat, Michael Conforto. Um, but just, I think for a Reggie Jackson card, it's a little bit underwhelming as, as, as far as I, hitting I stats go, because when they, you know, they just drop cards like Frank Thomas and Lou Gehrig that have insane hitting stats and right. you, know, you figure Reggie Jackson, like, okay, all right. But you're thinking, yeah, we're going to get, some it, it, it's not like, I, I guess I get it. Cause it's not like a prime card. And obviously in his prime, I mean, there's, there's, it's probably 115 contact both sides and 125 power. You know what I mean? So I, I, I guess it kind of makes sense, but it's just upsetting. I guess it's a little bit upsetting or like a signature series card. Well, uh, the, the, these milestone, yeah. this milestone whole, you know, set is a little bit weird to me this year. And I think that's just I because it's yeah. brand new. And we're well, not really sure what to expect out of these cards. Well, I mean, because I'm looking back at his 95 that they dropped quite a while ago. Right. And uh, contact right, 90. Contact left, 83. Power right, 123. Power left, 97. Vision, 65. So I guess it's kind of in line with um, that, you know, I'd say. But, like... <sighs> I, I it's a video game. You know what I mean? Like why you know last year they, last year they were giving pitchers sinkers that don't even throw sinkers. Right. You know, they they were giving cards insane stats versus lefties that don't normally hit lefties for left-handed hitters. Exactly. And it, it's just like why can't you just do that to Reggie Jackson? It's Reggie, it's Mr. October. And also the funny thing that he's the November <laughs> yeah. uh daily moment reward. We talked and about missed, that. And, yeah, and he's day. not. He wasn't the October one. Yes. You know, I, it's just strange that Mister October comes out in November. But okay. you would have thought, you know, flip flop him and Tommy, you know. Yeah, who who would have thunk <laughs> that? Yeah, Jim Mister October, October would come out in October. But yeah, right. Uh, they also there are uh, two new evolution cards this month. One at ten points you can get, and the other at, 10, at fifteen points. At ten points you are well. I mean, I guess at either point. So the two that you have this month are. Mike Scott, 99 overall, no-hitter card from September 25th, 1986. Mm -hmm. uh, 120 hits per nine, 114 Ks per nine, 119 pitching clutch. Uh, 88 overall control, 74 velo. He's got a splitter four-seam, slider, and curveball. So no sinker on the card, but still, I mean, the splitter fastball is a pretty good combo. Uh, with the slider, who which the slider is one of the better pitches this year, other than sinker cutter in the game. Well, so and the um, fact that he's got one twenty uh, hits per nine is kind of a a big yeah. Deal. It's it's still a it's still a pretty good card. Uh, mm -hmm. Funny enough, is it actually is the bronze card that it has is his rookie year when he was with the Mets. So yep. uh, there's one for the all time Mets team. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, so the other one is signature ninety nine overall signature series Robin Yount. 
It's Robin Yount. So, I mean, it's kind of like Paul Molitor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 107 contact versus right, 108 contact left, 78 power right, 77 power left. That's really all you need to know. 116 vision, uh, 90 fielding. So he's got diamond fielding with uh, 76 speed. Kind of the kind of the, the 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 lower end of the ninety nine overall cards. Yeah, but it's I mean, uh, it's, an, it's an it's another signature series for collections, which I think yeah. if you don't have, gonna, if, yeah. if if you have Kershaw by now, you know you're just kind of holding out for the next one because yes, season five team affinity is coming around the corner, and right. if uh you know the puzzle, if if we're kind of. Moving following along with things the, here. Yeah, if we're following the, the pattern is what I was trying to say, not the puzzle. If we're following the pattern this year that SDS has given out, we're going to get yep. a collection at least some point after Team Infinity 5 is well, dropped. And so. you also look at it, too. There's a, there's a space still open there, and you know they're going to put something in there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. So, um, I, I mean, yeah, that's it's yet to be seen, but it'll be... It'll be pretty, pretty exciting. So other than that, let's drop to the past week. You have 97 overall signature series. Ken Griffey Sr. Yes, Ken Griffey Sr., not Ken Griffey Jr., unfortunately. But um, this is one of the player programs for the eighth inning, one of the final ones. Yes. Uh, 114 contact versus right, 106 contact left, 74 power right, 65 power left, 118 vision. I uh, believe that's a silver fielder, 75 yep. fielding. So, and with 90 speed though. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, 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 a toss up there. It's kind of obviously more of a slap hitting. Uh, yeah. Ken Grevy senior was never really a power hitter in his uh, career. So, and, and generally his cards are again, run of the mill. Uh, everyone's looking for Ken Griffey jr. But you know, we'll take that forty-five thousand XP for Ken Griffey Senior. Uh, you, you know, the funny thing too is like some of his moments are hit home runs with him, and it's like, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was power swinging the whole time as I usually it's do. So but, uh, new rank season started this week on yeah, the uh, on the first of the month. Ninety-nine yeah. overall. Uh, I believe it is consecutive. Yes, consecutive scoreless innings yeah. milestone card. Oral Hershiser broke the all-time record in the nineteen eighty-eight season. 125 hits per nine, 83K per nine, uh, 125 clutch. He's got a sinker cutter, curveball, changeup, slider. So this is just going to be a damn good card. Uh, strange yeah. enough that it's only one uh, reward card now through this rank seasons, as yeah. obviously last season there was two. But they did the same thing with BR. Uh, yeah. You know, in the last program, they just they dropped did. Nolan Arenado. So I think as... The seasons go along. Maybe next, maybe at the uh, the end of the month, which it ends on the 29th this season. Right. Uh, you don't you don't get an entire month. So, just a little bit of a note there. So maybe that's why they kind of made it shorter, a little bit with maybe came in for one player. Yeah, maybe. Um, but at the pennant race reward pack, you do have two finest cards that are uh, finest card and a future stars card that came in 99 overall 2019 finest Kirby Yates. Uh, cards generally bp it was bp in 2019 113 hits per nine is kind of the only thing that i think that might save this card a little bit yeah four seam splitter slider uh two seam so nothing really exciting there uh the yeah. slider has 85 control and 80 break so not really 
right anything you're lo- really looking at this splitter does have 99 break on it too which is actually pretty right. nice uh the the other the better card out of the two there is gonna be 97 overall future stars dustin may i believe was also from 2019 might have been from last year i'm, I'm honestly not sure, not sure. i think it i think it actually might have been from last year but uh, 99 hits per nine, 94k per nine, pitch and clutch 88, control at 88, velo 99, break 99. He's got a sinker cutter, curveball, four seam changeup. Pretty good card there. Thing you're gonna like about it is you gotta have a lot of break on that card. 99 hits per nine kind of scares you. Probably gonna be good in All Star, not really so good in Hall of Fame. Uh, so there's that. Uh, just just yesterday they did drop the Halloween Jack-O-Lantern Conquest map. Pretty simple to finish. I finished it in about an hour and a half. Didn't even take me that long, really. It was maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Just just something to get you extra XP toward the um, toward the end of the eighth inning program. Yeah, that actually had helped me finish mine. So that was kind of nice. On Friday of this week, the 5th, the World Series program, and uh, 99 MVP Jorge Soler is going to drop. Yeah. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> uh, he's got to be. He won uh, well, the it makes sense. He won the yeah. MVP. So he's going to be the reward there. We're probably going to see maybe like a Freddie Freeman, which would be really nice. That'd be cool. Um, so uh, you're going to see a new Conquest map come out for that. Also going to drop a new event, Milestone Hurlers. Uh, yep. A build team of milestone series pitchers and tops now hitters, so that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, hopefully uh, you have the higher tops now hitters, so that'll help you out. Especially, uh, I can work on my ninety-seven overall Michael Conforto Super Factor. So there we go. There you go. Uh, also on Friday, the final roster update of MLB The Show twenty-one. Gonna bring. It's kind of irrelevant at this point, but uh, just kind of interesting to see if you want to make some investments uh, for the final time this season. So really, yeah. Not sure if like it's gonna be something you really want to invest in, or you just want to save your stubs for you know future World Series stuff and all that. Right. I mean, like I said, it's it's it. Investing next year is going to be good for the two of us because you and yes. I have both decided to go no money spent next season. Exactly. Yeah. Next next game cycle, so that'll be really interesting. Um, yep. So that'll be cool. It'll be interesting to see how the market flows starting with next year, and also how it ends yeah. up this year. Um, we're going to have to stay on top of that pretty closely because it's oh gonna, definitely oh definitely that's one of those things like I didn't really pay attention to it too closely this year. Like I did a right. little bit, but not a lot. Right. And with no money spent, that's something you really got to focus on is like what's Definitely. trending in the market and the fluctuations and like see where well, the... you also have to pay attention to the actual MLB season, too, because yeah. you got to I mean, when the high points are and the low points are for the cards. Yeah. Like, and especially with SDS doing the three year average, I mean, yeah. it kind of you kind of have to remember, OK, did this guy have a good second half of last year and yada yada and this yeah. and that. So. Uh, just to finish up on a couple of notes that we made last week, uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, the ninth new battle royale program will come out, uh, next Friday, the 12th, the ninth inning program. And then Friday after that, the 19th team, uh, team affinity season five. So very interesting. Uh, next week's show, maybe we'll have some, obviously we'll have the battle royale news because that'll be when we record on Tuesday, it'll be, you know, that'll have dropped. Uh, probably going to do maybe a ninth inning program prediction as well as maybe a team affinity season five prediction. We, we might have some kind of a hint at then, but for what the ninth inning might be. 
Yeah. Cause they tend to start dropping. I, I, I've seen, I've seen a couple of, uh, MLB, the show content creators kind of make a, yeah. Yeah. M, a, t- a team affinity kind of prediction, but you know, for, for, for us in the podcast, I think it's a little bit too soon, but obviously, you know, I mean, I, I, we could just say what kind of cards we wanted. So maybe, maybe that's something we'll do next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a ninth inning program prediction and team affinity season five prediction. So look out for that. The podcast next yeah. week. For sure. Uh, Major League Baseball, the World Series is over, which is why we decided to push this back a day because I kind of figured the Astros were going to close it out. Or excuse me, the Bravos. The Bravos. Close the Trastros. Jesus. Okay. Can't believe. I was hoping, I was really hoping that the Braves were going to close it out last night, and they did. The Atlanta Braves are your 2021 World Series champions. I, as a Mets fan, hate that sentence. (laughs) But was very but happy that it wasn't the Astros. Yeah, I was going to say, we both rooted so, for that team. So. so we'll break down each game. I'll give you some news and notes from each game, yeah. and um, then we'll do some kind of, I'll do a wrap-up on the Brave season a little bit, and we'll do some uh, news and notes for the offseason. Uh, game one was won by the Braves, 6-2. to two. Jorge yep. Soler, which is a name you will hear all throughout this, uh, yes. this, this series. Very much so. Went two for five in that game with a home run and a run, two RBIs. Charlie Morton threw two in a third inning before leaving the game with a broken leg, uh, and then was ruled out for the rest of the rest of the series. He he pitched on that leg, which he bro. also yes he broke his leg. Insane. Yeah, he broke his leg and then finished out the inning. So that was uh, pretty uh, pretty ballsy. And and probably the biggest note I would say from that game was that he finished the inning after breaking his leg essentially. So. Uh, game two, game two to get the split uh, in yep. Houston was the Astros. They won seven to two. Jose Altuve hit a home run in this game, two for four with a home run, two runs scored in an RBI. Uh, Jose Urquidy, Urquidy, Ikiti, Shalaba Laba Ding Dong. I really do not know how to pronounce this man's name. So, so Jose, I apologize that I'm butchering your name all throughout. Uh, basically the postseason. Uh, through five innings pitched, six six hits, two runs, seven strikeouts. Pretty respectable line there as yeah. the uh, Astros kind of went on an offensive onslaught and uh, picked up the win. So game three, they went back to Atlanta, tied one-to-one. The Braves, man, a pitching performance in game three. Yeah. One-two to nothing. Ian Anderson, five innings of no-hit baseball, no hits, no runs. Braves bullpen came in and only gave up two more hits after that. Four four innings, two hits, zero runs. So, Impressive. I mean, just a, a, a complete was, Braves yeah. pitching performance there as they throw a combined shutout. Yeah, so that was, I, I, that was I really like watching that one. Yeah. Uh, then the Braves come back in game four and win three to two. Yes. Dansby Swanson, uh, one for three with a home run. And Jorge Soler did not start in this game, but came in, hit a pinch hit. I believe it was a go-ahead home run. It was. Um, yes, you are right. Off. So I believe Swanson tied the game up, and then Soler and came in, Soler hit a pinch hit, hit home right. run to take the lead and essentially uh, take Win game it. four yeah. for the Atlanta Braves. And then um, the Astros again came alive in game five, winning that one nine to five. Martin Maldonado, one for three with three RBIs. Yuli Gurriel and Carlos Correa both went three for five in this game. Uh, Correa had a run scored and two RBIs, and Adam Duvall for the Braves had a home run in this game. So you kind of see that, you know, the Astros so far through five games, they kind of had a couple of decent games where obviously they scored nine runs in game five. 
yeah. seven runs in game two. But other than that, I mean, it's two they runs, zero quiet. runs, two yeah. runs. They're kept fairly quiet. Well, and, and that was that was the story kind of going back to well, Houston yeah. was, you know, which which Houston which Astros team, team yeah. were you going to see in game six and well, game seven? The other thing I think is important, too, is like talk about Jordan Alvarez. Like, oh, yeah. To this point, he only had one hit. In the very first game, he had a hit, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. And like, it, talk was, it was really, it was really the tale of two, two, yeah. two different series. You know, he wins the ALCS nuts. MVP, and in the World Series, I think he had two hits. Yes. Um. So game six. So game six started off hot. Jorge Soler hit a ball that I don't think has come down oh yet. Oh my god! That's um, a monster. He hit a three-run blast over the tracks out of Minute Maid Park. I, I've never seen that happen before. Uh, and then the Astros just didn't have an answer for Max Freed. Uh, oh. The Braves took the final game seven to nothing. Freddie Freeman tacked on a home run in this game. Dansby Swanson hit another home run in in, uh, in this series. Yep. Uh, Max Freed six innings, four hits, zero earned runs. So I mean, just overall, I would say a dominant performance from the Atlanta Braves uh, oh, th- throughout the postseason, and and you know, right at the end of the, uh, ever since you know the All Star break, essentially. Yeah. They just they just won baseball games every which way. A uh, yeah. little bit of little bit of notes about the uh, Atlanta Braves here. They were forty four yeah. and forty four on July thirteenth after three days after losing Ronald Acuna Jr. for the season. Yep. Uh, on July tenth, they are also the eighth the eighth sub ninety team win team to win a World Series on a non shortened season. Yeah. So pretty just impressive. They did it without their star superstar. They went out, picked up four very good outfield pieces. Adam Duvall, obviously Jorge Soler, uh, you know, picked up Eddie Rosario who performed well in the, uh, the LCS and yeah, Jacques Peterson as well. So they picked up I the mean, correct people that they needed to give them this win because well, they and, all contributed and not only that, I mean their their bullpen really stepped up this off this, yes. this postseason. I mean, you and I said it in the uh, in the postseason preview. Yeah, we thought that they weren't even going to get past the Brewers because of their bullpen, and boy, right. did we both eat words on that one. So we did. Well, I mean, you look at, I mean, who who the heck did they bring in last night? It was uh, it, it, a- it, after after uh, Freed. Freed, yeah, was it, was it Matt, uh, Matzik for two innings, I believe, oh and God, then Will dude. Smith closed it out. Matzik's been lights out for this for this run for them. Like he's yeah. been phenomenal. Yeah, I. I was watching him, man, because he had two days rest. Like he was hitting 100 miles an hour on pitches, and it was yeah, it oh, was yeah, nuts. Definitely. Yeah. So just another small thing. I guess the Atlanta Braves are going to have their uh, World Series parade on Friday. So if you're yes. in Atlanta, go see it. Yeah. Uh, cool. The Dodgers are very early, 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 early favorites to win the 2022 World Series. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of notes here from New York baseball, and the Yankees are now at 10 to one odds, and the Mets are 20 to one odds to win the 2022 World Series. So, yep. Uh, another news on came out today. Actually, Buster Posey has re- is retiring after 12 seasons. Uh, Posey does have an MVP award and three World Titles. Chris, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the career of Buster Posey? Like it, it's a good career. Don't get me wrong. I just I I don't know. I just I never really liked Posey. I I, I just I never really yeah. did. I'm not saying he's a bad player. That's just my right. personal take. I never really liked him, but I never really also followed him intently. Right. You know what right. I mean? 
I mean, he just wasn't one of my favorite players, but don't get me wrong, he had a great career. I mean, that that those oh, yeah. are no those are great it. numbers and like for him to have the year that he had this year after kind of slumping for a little bit, like that in, that was, in his in his 12th season, yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's was, definitely was very impressive because he was one of the main reasons why they started coming alive. Right. Right, yeah, definitely. Oh. And, and so um so what do you think about Buster Posey overall? He retired now. Do you think he's a do you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, I you know what with 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 those accolades and like three world titles titles and MVP, playing 12 seasons and like having the consistent numbers that he's had throughout. Yeah. I I, I think it's it's a very real possibility for him. I, really uh, I do. do have his uh his career numbers here. Uh, okay. 1371 games played. Oh, 4,970 at bats. Uh, he has 1,500 hits on the dot. Wow. Uh, 158 home runs, 293 doubles, nine triples, 663 runs scored, 729 RBIs. Uh, guy, career batting average of 302, uh, on base yeah. of 372, slugging of 460, and a total OPS of 831. Wow. So, uh, and, and if and if you think about it too, this season alone, he batted three hundred four with eighteen home runs. Yeah, uh, you know, like you said, after a da- you know not playing in twenty twenty and a down year really in twenty nineteen, where he batted, it was his mm-hmm. lowest batting average of his career, where he batted two fifty seven. Uh, from looking at his career, you know, he had years where he batted three twenty, three eighteen, three thirty six. Yeah. Uh, at 336 was in 2012, uh, 2015, he batted 318 and 2017 yeah. batted 320, uh, other than 2019 really never batted below 280. So, yeah. I mean, he was definitely a, a, a hit to contact kind of guy. His right. highest home run total was in that 2012 season. He had yeah. 24 home runs. So, uh, you know, I, I really think he is a first ballot hall of famer as far as catchers go. I think uh, so, you're not yeah. you're, you're not really going to see a catcher like that batting over 300, and you I don't oh. think you're going to see it again for oh. you know the next few years. Maybe <sighs> JT Real Muto um, would be my closest bet. You know, um, the so next far, one I could but, possibly see doing it if they live up to the hype is Adley Rushman. Yeah, I, I'm just talking for catchers that are currently in the game now. Oh yeah, JT. Uh, you know, J, JT. I think is probably the closest to that. So. I, I mean, there's never been really any real comparison between Buster Posey and JT Real Muto. No, um, because they just they, they do have two different play styles. JT obviously hits a little bit more for power and a little bit Correct. less for average, um, but just in overall kind of um, you know who who can do it that who who I think would be a next kind of Hall of Fame candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah after yeah. after Buster Posey, I think JT is probably your next yeah, for, for so, catchers. I agree with you on that. Right. 100%. So so I mean, uh, hats yeah. off again to Buster Posey on a great yeah. career. Uh, us at the uh, 100% Real Bearded and Boom wish him well in his retirement. And no, I'm assuming he's probably going to have something to do with the Giants uh, oh, over probably. the next over the next 10 to 12 years. So oh, or maybe he'll actually just enjoy retirement. Maybe coach his son's baseball team or something. Hey, you don't know. Maybe maybe he will just kind of take a step back and just kind of relax and only go to like the events that, you know, they have to go to that once they retire and stuff. But well, Buster, whatever you whatever you choose to do, we uh, we wish salute you. you and tip our caps to uh, great 12 seasons in the in the, uh, the major leagues. Impressive so, numbers too. I like it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, NFL this yes. week. We're going to start off a little bit differently with NFL um, yes. and NHL. 
because we do have a lot of news and notes to go over over the last and things that have happened legitimately this week. Yes. Uh, trade deadline has happened. Yep. Injuries have happened and uh, some other not so good stuff. Um, yeah. First. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this one. Shed a tear. Uh, let's shed a tear for our Both king. Our king, King Henry. Uh, he had foot surgery on Tuesday morning. He is out six to ten weeks. Mm, broke the <sighs> metatarsal bone in his foot. I, for my fantasy team, am only hoping to get six weeks. I, I hey. wish Derrick Henry a speedy recovery. The, the, the Titans turned around and signed uh, all day Adrian Peterson. A-D-A-P. That's impressive, though. What do you what do you think? Uh, what ah. do you think about uh, Adrian Peterson's impact in the uh, Tennessee Titans offense? Going I would say if he was going to any other team, like in the NFL, right, his running style wouldn't really mesh too well. But with I agree, the way the Titans are designed to run with Henry mm-hmm. as a straightforward through the tackles running style, yep, yep, I think AP will translate very well. Don't get me wrong; he's not going to replace him by any means. They're going to have to be right. committee. But yeah, well, but it, it, I think it'll be a lot of him and McNichols. So, uh, you know, too. McNichols is more of the pass catcher well, of the two, right. and uh, you know, AP at his age, which everyone is saying, you know, it's at uh, he's thirty six years old, and and whatever it is, age I think is just nothing but a number. I agree um, with that. You know, I I still think Adrian Peterson still has it. Uh, you know, obviously it's not a, you know, 2000 yard, you know, whatever, right. but like I mean, he was back, you know, with the, uh, with Minnesota Vikings, right. but, but he did show a little bit of the lions was pretty good. Yeah. And, and granted he only caught, I think, I think he only caught like 12 balls out of the backfield last year for the lions. And gr- 101 yards. And, uh, granted, and-, and granted it did take him until somebody went down this year to get a job. So yeah. <sighs> Maybe a lot of teams, I mean, yeah, again, a lot of teams maybe are thinking that he's too old and, and, and whatnot. But like, like I was saying, though, like with, with the Titans run style, very, very good for him because it fits his run style very well between the tackles. I mean, you look at what he did with the Lions last right. year. He had and, 156 attempts for 604 yards and seven TDs. Right. And I don't right. think he was with the Lions the full season, if I remember correctly. I think he might have been, but also you got to think that uh, DeAndre yeah. Swift was in that You're team right. too. So, uh, he, he was you know, DeAndre tier. Swift, right, exactly. He was the backup to DeAndre Swift. So. And let's face it, getting those numbers with the line that the Lions have, that's pretty good. Right. So, Well, in the year before, he was with the Redskins too, so that'll, that'll I, show I, you. The you know. Two years before that, 2018. Oh, sorry. 2019. sorry. Right, so he was with the uh, the Redskins, the, the Washington yeah. football skins before that. Um, other news and notes, Jameis Winston's now out for the year towards ACL, and he has MCL damage. Uh, we wish him the best and uh, hope to see him back next year. That was a, that was a tough injury that he, that, uh, that was, that that was, he sustained. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say it sucks because, you know, he, you know, he took it in stride getting cut from the box and then sitting behind Drew Brees and all that. And like, yeah, I mean, he wasn't, he's not the best quarterback ever, but like he was, he was doing well, he was doing what the team needed to do to win. Exactly. And like, it it sucks for him because like, you know, maybe this was his fresh new start he needed. And now, now, right, right. 
it just stinks. But you know, hopefully it's a speedy recovery and no no minor major setbacks or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the latest Green Bay Packard at the COVID list. Um, the uh, Devontae Adams was set, I think, to come back from COVID yes. protocol uh, Thursday. Correct. Um, which means he would be in line to play this weekend. But now Aaron Rodgers is now on the COVID list, meaning Jordan Love will take over uh, Sunday when they play Kansas City. There was a back and forth, I believe, on Twitter, and I think it was between Ian Rappaport and Aaron Rod. It was a really weird thing because Ian Rappaport came out and said something about Aaron Rodgers being like unvaccinated and Aaron Rodgers came out and said that he's immunized. And then there was another report basically from somebody else stating after the back and forth that saying that Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated. This is a, this is a big deal as far as uh, NFL protocol goes, because if he is unvaccinated, he does have to wait the entire full 10 days before he can return. So obviously that'll put him into next weekend. You know, I mean, that puts him, questionable even for week number 10 yeah. if he can come well, back and play so and this like, is... I, I i can't remember if like there were fines involved with that too i don't believe so because i, you, I couldn't you, remember you really can't because and we'll, we'll, we'll just state this here not that you know you and i have an right. opinion on it but but right. getting vaccinated is a personal choice right it is not required by anybody no one can tell you to get vaccinated and no one can fine you for not being vaccinated so well, I know they but, were talking but about the protocol, it at the beginning of the year. So. Right, but they can put a protocol in place right. if you are not vaccinated. It is, it is different for people right. that are vaccinated. So right. Aaron Rodgers, it's come out to report that he is unvaccinated, which is only a big deal because that means he's also probably in okay. question for, yeah, not not only this Sunday. Obviously, he's out right. this Sunday, but he's in question for next Sunday, too. Right. So it just, it just brings into question, right. is it a true report? Is it a false report? Is right. he out one game, two games? It just kind of. Well, he's definitely out this weekend. They, well, yeah. They've already come out and said that. But if sure. he, you know, with the NFL protocol in place, yep. he is unvaccinated. He will have to wait the full 10 days, which at this yeah. point on it's the third would put him until I think the 13th. And then I think even before that, he has to show two negative tests. So, yes, yes, that is correct. Uh, a little bit of NFL trade deadline move. Von yeah. Miller traded from the Denver Broncos to the Los Angeles Rams for a second and third round pick. Biggest trade of the day. Also, uh, Melvin Ingram was traded from the Steelers to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Not really much else happened. Uh, oh. There was a lot of speculation. Guys like Evan Ingram would be moved. Yeah. Guys like Deshaun Watson would have been moved. Would be moved. Everybody sat tight. Uh, yeah, you know, weird. you and I were talking about maybe Evan Ingram to Buffalo. That never happened. There yeah. Also, was a lot of talks with uh, Robert Tunyon out for the year that Evan Ingram would end up end up in Green Bay. Just yeah. never happened. So just maybe they just didn't get the right move for him or whatnot. But like, I, I'm. Honestly, done with the Evan Ingram Ingram experiment, and he can go. Right. Uh, A little bit of serious news uh, coming out of the NFL. Uh, Very unfortunate um, for all parties involved. Henry Ruggs, um, of the formerly known of the Las Vegas Raiders, was arrested and charged with a DUI, resulting in death after crashing his car uh, into another vehicle where he topped out 156 miles an hour. yeah, just just an unfortunate event. Um, the other passenger in the car did pass away. Um, there, there's really not much to say about this other than you know, guy, well, don't drink and drive. That's well, the other thing just, is, why are you going that fast? There's no need for it. Yeah, yeah. That that's stupidity. Um, 
So apparently he topped on 156 miles an hour. He was not far from his home as reports oh. state in Vegas. Um, later that day after the report came out, which I believe the report came out on Tuesday. So yes. later that day on Tuesday, um, as we were recording this Wednesday night, early uh, Thursday morning. So essentially yesterday, uh, Raiders did release rugs uh, yep. hours after the report came out. Uh, Rugs can face a minimum of two years in prison if convicted and a maximum of 20 years. So, um, yep. this is just, you know, not that we needed anything else, but another PSA to say, you know, don't drink and drive, uh, you know, get help if you need it. And, um, you know, don't be stupid. So, uh, that, that speed just right there, which is, I just, yeah, it baffles me. Why, why would you even want to go that fast? Like, right. Right. Uh, one more other news and note from the NFL. Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints has been ruled out for the remainder of the 2021 season after another setback with his ankle injury. Uh, Sean Payton came out and said basically that uh, he, Michael Thomas, and him both had decided just to kind of shut it down for the season. Uh, very unfortunate, as I believe Michael Thomas w- will be a free agent at the end of the season. He so. will. He might have played his last few games um, with the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I, I I personally don't see Michael Thomas coming back to the New Orleans Saints. There was uh, speculation that he wanted to be traded anyway. So right, uh, yeah, especially with him in the front office not really getting along together. Right. So, um, so you know that'll be uh, interesting to see where he ends up next season. So uh, now we'll get into uh, week number eight scores. Man, just another great slate of games this week um, yeah they were pretty good um all the primetime games were very good as usual uh, it, it's it's starting to become a custom that these primetime games are just know, that right? damn good it, you know it doesn't even matter who they put up obviously as we saw with the monday night game it doesn't matter who they put on the docket it's just gonna be a good game so it's, it's been uh, nice thursday, here. yeah thursday night football the undefeated cardinals are no more Aaron yeah. Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers went into Arizona and beat the Arizona Cardinals 24 to 21. I I mean just an overall great showing by game. the Packers. A very strange oh, yeah. uh interception at the end of the game where yeah. AJ Green just kind of stopped running yep. and you know the defender kept moving and caught the ball right in the end zone and yep. won the yep. game. So okay. Uh the Carolina Packers, uh, Carolina Packers, Carolina Pant. Wow, I can. Wow, you, you, everyone can now tell that it is very late, and I am very tired. Uh, the Carolina Panthers jumped back on the win column, beating the Atlanta Falcons nineteen to thirteen. The Buffalo Bills took care of business at home against the Miami Dolphins twenty six to eleven. Josh Allen didn't really look good in the first half. The Bills didn't look good as a whole in the first half. Um, but kind of got it together and, and picked it up in the second half. Josh Allen, I think, and ended up from at halftime. He had, I think, six fantasy points yes. and ended up being the number one fantasy quarterback by the end of the by the end of the game. So yeah. he ended up with like 31 points or something like that. Yep. Uh, defense looked great. Tua Tagovailoa looked pretty, pretty good. Uh, Devante Parker was a surprise uh, play this week yep. after being ruled out all week, just randomly yeah. played, ended up with eight catches um, on 11 targets. The 49ers beat the Bears 33-22. to Justin Fields looked a little bit better in this game. I think he's getting better with every game. Uh, it, it's yeah. just, it's the Bears. And the Bears are the Bears, and they don't have a running game. Well, I mean, they have a running game. 
they don't really, I mean, you have Allen Robinson, who's like at this point, just a drop in all fantasy leagues. Darnell Mooney, I guess has now become the number one receiver out there. It's just a mess in Chicago Bearland, and they got to figure it out. So, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 15 to 10 and a very surprising, uh, surprising win there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not the surprise of the week, I would say, but, uh, one of the surprises of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles trounced the Detroit Lions 44 to six. Uh, Jalen Hurts didn't play. I don't think like any of the second half at this point. Um, so the so there's that. The Tennessee Titans beat the Indianapolis Colts 34 to 31 in overtime. Uh, again, Derrick Henry went out in this game and ended up now needing surgery. So there's that. Uh, so, uh, the L.A. Rams beat the Houston Texans 38-22. Uh, New England Patriots take one from the uh, yeah. Los Angeles Chargers 27-24. Mac Jones looked pretty good in that game. So yeah. uh, I'd say the surprise win of the week goes to the New York football Jets. They yeah. beat the, the NFC North leading Cincinnati Bengals 34-31. And Mike White is now a guy that everyone needs to know. Um, 405 passing yards. Unbelievable. Second quarterback since 1950 with 400 plus passing yards in his first career start. The last one, of course, was Cam Newton. Yep. Seahawks took care of business against the Jacksonville Jaguars 31 to 7. Denver Broncos beat the Washington Football Skins 17 to 10. The New Orleans Saints actually another surprise victory uh, on the shoulders of Trevor Simeon beat Tom Terrific, who didn't look so terrific in the end of that game, uh, 36 to 27. There was a funny uh, point in that game that I want to mention, and it was where Tom went back to pass and threw it. And then I think it was uh, there was a fumble or something like that, but there's a penalty on the play. And. You know, it kind of got a uh, a little bit of a breather there, and then uh, literally the next play, he throws a pick. So <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm good," and then he just threw a pick. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he is awesome. He just passed uh, Drew Brees again. Um, most games with four plus passing touchdowns since 1950. So another stat that he has taken from Drew Brees. Uh, who with with 37, Tom Brady with his 38th game with four-plus passing touchdowns. Uh, Sunday night football game, Cowboys sneak away with a victory over the Minnesota Vikings 20-16. to So again, uh, another great set of primetime games this week. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this week. Um, you know, obviously this past week with the Raiders and the Ravens on by, Raiders and Ravens will get back to work. Um, and of course, the Raiders with the news now about Henry Ruggs, it'll be very interesting to see what their kind of mindset is this week. So a uh, little bit of uh, week number nine preview. Uh, you forgot the Giants game, sir. You forgot the Monday oh, night I game. Oh, I did. I did forget the Monday <laughs> night game. I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I, I really didn't think you wanted to talk about it, but we'll talk about it. But we still got to report it. Um, the Monday night football game, uh, chiefs take it over the New York giants, 20 to 17. Patrick Mahomes didn't look good in this game, but neither did Daniel Jones. There's a lot of back and forth, uh, turnover battle right in the beginning of the game. So oh, yeah. I, I just don't think that Patrick Mahomes looks comfortable in the pocket. Uh, I saw him no. a couple of times scrambling around kind of on his back, uh, kind of like backpedaling. And yeah. it looked really, uh, really, really strange. So 
Yeah. Uh, it just it was it was just a very sloppy game. Uh, I agree. So uh, this coming week we have uh, Thursday night football: Jets and Colts, which will be very interesting off of Mike White's uh, 400 plus yard passing yeah. uh, excursion. Also, Michael Carter in that game got like 10 targets or something like that. It was absolutely yeah. insane. Uh, Sunday night football this week, Titans and Rams Titans with their new brand new shiny new running back. Uh, Adrian Peterson will go up against the juggernaut defense. Now I would say with Von Miller, Aaron Donald and the whole gang against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, for sure. Monday night football bears and Steelers. I'm not going to yeah. say it's a blowout or it's a snoozer because you know, it's Monday night football. And apparently if you're on prime time this week, you got to play well. So yeah, <laughs> this oh. year it seems how that's happened. Uh, other news and notes, Giants will actually play the Raiders. So this will be very interesting um, for you and I because it's obviously it's your Giants, but we get to pay attention to the Raiders very closely and see how they will rebound off of the news of Henry Ruggs. You know, uh, yeah, we're going to see if anybody's distracted and if their head's yeah. in the game. And Definitely, definitely. Uh, Bills will go into Jacksonville and probably kick the shit out of them. Let's be I, honest. I, I'd assume so. Yeah. I mean... Let's face it, Buffalo this season has a plus 120-point differential this season season so far, which is the most in the NFL. So, yeah, uh, I'm thinking they might. Well, and especially now with, you know, the Tennessee Titans losing Derrick Henry, the Kansas City Chiefs not really playing very well. Uh, you know, a little bit of a, a spoiler alert, and we'll get into this, but I think the Bills are the favorite now in the, uh, the AFC. I think so. so. Well, and then like you look at the Raiders though, and like the Giants game, it's it's gonna be kind of interesting because like yeah. Dave, David Carr right now he he has three hundred and twenty four <laughs> passing yards, huh? Oh, <laughs> he, he did it again, Derek, Derek Carr, uh, <laughs> David's, Dave, uh, <laughs> David's brother. You anyway, mean. <laughs> yeah, so he has three hundred twenty four point one passing yards per game this season, which is second most in the NFL. So, right, I mean. We'll see. We'll see if they're for real. Um, it with with how the Raiders have been playing, like they they should be able to handle my Giants very easily. Well, and uh, and and Derek Carr is going to need to say something to this team, whether it's you know before they he's go out of the sh- tunnel at halftime, yes. something like that. They, he's he, needs have to say, he needs to say something. He hopefully he said it today in practice, but at some point this week during practice or right. before the he's game, like, have, hey guys, you yeah. know what happened happened. Let's not let it you know get to us. He's going to have know. to live up to that C on his chest and pull yep. everybody together and Definitely. rally everybody for 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 this game. Definitely. Uh, a couple other notes that we wanted to make here. Cardinals and the 49ers uh, will play this week. We just want to see how the Cardinals will rebound from their first loss. And the yeah. Packers play the Chiefs, and now this game gets a little more interesting. And uh, the, uh, the Vegas line has actually shifted seven full points now that Rodgers is on the COVID list, uh, right. hopefully for them, Devontae Adams is at least back. So Jordan left yeah. something Somebody. to throw to. Yeah. Um, so that'll be that. Uh, so now what we're going to do, because we are kind of at the halfway point of the NFL season, is we're going to break yes. down the uh, division leaders, go through the uh, MVP favorites so far and uh, Super Bowl favorites so far. So your division leaders through week eight. Uh, the AFC East has the Bills at five and two. Uh, the AFC North has the Ravens at five and two. The AFC South is the Titans at six and two, and the AFC West is the Raiders at five and two. Uh, the NFC East has the Cowboys at six and one. The 
NFC North has the the NFC North division, as Chris Berman okay. would say. As the Go Green on. Bay Packers at seven and one, the NFC South is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and two, yep. and there's a tie atop the leaders for the AF or the NFC West. That the yep. Cardinals and the Rams are both at seven and one. That's going to be uh, interesting to keep an eye on now. Very, it, there are a lot of strong teams so far this yeah. year. I mean, you see the the Packers at seven and one, Cardinals and Rams at seven and one, and the Rams just got even better. Yeah, uh, you know the Titans at six and two, but now without Derrick Henry, how are they going to respond to that? You know, and maybe the Colts can kind of sneak in there. Uh, yeah, the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens are five and two now, and I think the the Bengals are what five and three now or something like that because they haven't had their bye week yet. Bengals so, will be yeah, they're five and three right now. So they're they're ahead by basically percentage points at this point. Right. So that will be fun to see who kind of wins that. Maybe the Steelers can rack together a couple of wins and, and jump back into that conversation, but. Right. Uh, also, the NFL MVP favorites through week eight. Uh, currently leading is uh, my boy, Josh Allen, plus 300. Tom Brady right behind him, plus 550. Matt Stafford, a surprising plus 600 so far. Good for him. Uh, Dak Prescott, a plus 750. And uh, good old uh, State Farm, AA Ron, double discount check, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers at plus 900. Uh, what do you think about those uh, that top five right there? Um. I think it's warranted for how the season's gone so far yeah. um if are you, you are you surprised it, are you surprised to not see kyler murray's name on that on that list honestly a little bit um yeah. i would have probably thought kyler murray instead of prescott or yeah i mean I, I and i'm sure i think kyler murray is probably just below aaron Rodgers, maybe like plus and, and that's 1, the thing 000, like, you know you, you know Rodgers is going to be on there because he won it last year or it's just because it's and, aaron Rodgers and he's, and, playing, and well. he's playing well so like right. I, i'm surprised that prescott's on there that that was my surprise well and again like, i mean if you go back and look at his games like it's it's warranted though yeah definitely I, my, I mean, my surprise right there is matt stafford at plus 600 i'm not um, Surprise you know, by that. That's because... that's just my surprise is that he's plus six hundred and not say like where Aaron Rodgers is. I thought Aaron Rodgers would be a little bit higher on this list than, yeah. than Matt Stafford, but you know, I mean no, I mean it, it is like you said, it's like you said with Dak Prescott's hundred percent warranted. Matt Stafford has played really, really well uh well, just shows around him and also he you know, he's he's got what seems to be the best wide receiver this year in uh in Cooper Cup. So because Cooper Cup, all Cooper Cup does is catch touchdowns. So <laughs> Well, and, um, and, the, and the thing is, it's just showing you what kind of a quarterback he actually has been his whole career. Right. This is right. what he's done with the Lions. It's just he didn't really have anybody around him or a defense yeah. could stop anybody. So. Well, and, and I guess we should put a little bit of note in about Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen has ever since week one, basically, where I thought he was kind of down. He has really stepped it up, especially in the second half of that game against the Dolphins. You know, he ended up uh, with a yeah. rushing touchdown at the end and. Josh Allen is just doing things and he is seeing defenses a lot better in the last couple of years. And, and, and I think again, it's that sentence again, it is, that it is warranted with the type of play that he has had this year. Well, and uh, you look at it though, too. It's like he's improving upon what he improved last year to get right to the point right. where he was. And that's the scary thing is he's still getting better. Yeah, and, and I really didn't think, you know, and realistically, I thought last season, you know, he should have gotten the MVP. But I thought so, you know, with the way that the um, 
you know, the way, way that Rodgers the way, played, though. Well, it's, no, it's not only that. It's the way that the AFC this season is playing out. And, you know, the Chiefs not playing up to what they are expected to play. Right. The Titans now, you know, obviously Henry. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was never really going to be an MVP kind of candidate. No. But now with, again, their, their yeah. you know, with Derrick Henry out, it's it's a little bit weird. But Josh Allen's stats so far. Uh, 178 for 272, 65.4 completion percentage, which again is just fantastic from right. where he started in his career to about 50% to now. Uh, 1,972 yards. He's averaging about seven yards, 7.3 yards uh, per throw. He's averaging 320 yards per game, passing yards per game, yeah. which is leaps and bounds better than the than you know oh, say 2019 and below. Uh, 17 touchdowns, and this is the interesting stat. Only three picks so far for Mr. Josh Allen. So that's impressive. I, I mean, in 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 past years, even last year, his interceptions were a little bit up. So it's good to see that not only with a good completion percentage, but he's also not turning the ball over, and he's also <laughs> only been sacked, uh, you know, eight times this year. So I I, I just think that he is uh, definitely improving even right. more, like you said. Well, you know, so. yeah, and like watching the film and of him from previous years and this year he's like he before it was always you know i got the arm i can fit it in there and now mm-hmm. he's he's not trying to fit it in those little windows he's waiting and using his reads wiser and he's moving the coverage right. with his eyes a lot more and then coming back to his reads and and i think that's why you're seeing an improvement in his completion percentage and his uh decrease in interceptions because right. he's using his eyes to manipulate the defenders like good quarterbacks right. do and right. it's something that you know it usually takes longer yeah. for people to v- develop that trait definitely, um, definitely and he's he's done it in a very short time and i'm kind of excited to see where he goes from here because if he keeps improving at this rate like i can see him down the road you know, challenging for for records, NFL records and stuff. If he keeps him well, and he's definitely going to continue to break a lot of the Jim Kelly's records for the yes. Buffalo Bills. He's already broken a bunch of them anyway, especially with last yeah. season. Uh, just another small note, and it's not only Josh Allen, but a, a big a big plus to that offensive line. He is top five in sacks. He's only been sacked eight times this season. So, um, yeah. you know, the other ones around him too has only been sacked seven times. Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, right around there. So I obviously in quarterbacks that matter, we're not gonna, you know, yeah talk about, you know, anybody else. But uh in touchdowns, he's right in the middle of the row. I mean, he's top five there. Uh yeah. he's tied with Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray now for fifth. Yes. And um yeah, I mean Joe Burrow's got twenty, Matt Stafford twenty two, and Tom Brady twenty five, and Patrick Mahomes, sorry, at nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, he is right where he needs to be. Um, he is, he's just, he's, he, he's doing well. And you know, it, it's, that's, uh, it's nice to see. And you know who else I'm, you know, excited to see keep playing is Burrow as well, because yeah, we, got a shortened, we got a shortened view of him and right. without him, they are not a very good football team, but with him, they are a very good team. Well, and also you got to think too, he didn't have Jamar Chase last year. So right. definitely Jamar Chase has elevated him I, and he yeah. has elevated Jamar Chase. 
you know, the two of them back together again is just nothing but good things. Uh, you're going to see Jamar Chase, I think, break a lot of records, too. I uh, think not, you are not only bring, you're going to see him breaking a lot of wide receiver records in his career. Yeah. If he has the C, uh, you know, if he, if this rookie season isn't kind of just like a fluke, you know, right. if he doesn't have a sophomore slump and even if he does how he rebounds, you know, you could see Jamar Chase having a very, very good NFL. Career I think he's going to have a very good one if he if he can if he continues. I just hope he doesn't get, you know, overconfident, right. uh, a.k.a. cocky. Right from this year and has that slump that he has and doesn't get back his mojo. Right. Right. Only time. Um, Yeah. So, uh, last little bit of NFL news. We're going to talk about Super Bowl favorites right now. It is favored to be the bills versus the Bucks. bills at five fifty, uh, bucks at 600. Again, Chris, are you surprised by this at all? Not at all. That's kind of what we predicted at the beginning of the year. Remember I said, if, if they, if the bills could handle the chiefs in that, that one game that, I think they were going to be the team to beat, and they were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, I on at the beginning of the year, I said Bucks are going back because they pretty much returned everybody. Yeah, from that gotcha. team. So like, it, it's not surprising. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of hoping that, honestly, I I would like to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, and um, you know, we'll talk about the Bills and the Bucks uh, schedule remaining. The Bills, I think, have one of the more easier schedules left. I agree. Um, in the NFL, they play Jacksonville this weekend. Then they go to uh, New York to play the Jets at home against Indianapolis. Then Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving, they're in New Orleans. Uh, they play New England uh, Monday, December 6th, week 13 on Monday Night Football. Then the big test against Tampa Bay in week 14. Right. Uh, at home against Carolina, then on the road uh, against New England, and then they finish out the season week 17 and 18 at home against Atlanta and against New York. So again, yeah. fairly simple schedule there. I think, you know, th- there's, there's no reason why they, they shouldn't finish that with maybe one or two more losses. I'll say, uh, and, and, and looking at Tampa Bay schedule, it's, it's I mean, fairly, fairly similar as far as, as easiness. I goes. agree with that. Uh, I they mean, play they Washington. Got- they, play they got Washington. a bye week this week, Washington. Right. I mean, yeah. And then they play the uh, Giants on Monday Night Football. I don't want to watch uh, that. Sun, uh, week 12, they play in Indianapolis. And then yeah. uh, week 13 is in uh, Atlanta. Uh-huh. And then they're home. And then they're home to Buffalo week 14. Week 15 right. is uh, again at home uh, against New Orleans. And then uh, week 16 and 17, they're on the road, Carolina and New York. And then they finish again week 18 at home against Carolina. So again, Two pretty simple schedules for two very good teams. Um, you know, it, it's far. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the the main game on there that you're probably going to want to that you, everybody's going to be looking at is when they play each other. Exactly. Week fourteen. That's that's mm-hmm. going to be the game. And granted, uh, Bucks have home field advantage, but I think that's going to be kind of like a ramp up for what it'll look like in the Super Bowl. Honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely think so, and I totally agree there. So, uh, we'll get into a little bit of NHL. Uh, yeah, we have a lot of NHL to cover this week. A lot of, uh, a lot of news has happened, and yes. uh, you know, obviously, we'll recap what's happened with the uh, the Sabers and the Rangers. Just got to right. put in a note. I did actually watch most of the Sabers game last night, which was a bad idea. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I shut it off. I, 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 I shut it off after they uh, went into the third period and uh, gave up two goals and were down five to two. They ended up only losing the game five to three, but um, right. it just you know, and they played a very uh, another very up and coming team in uh, San Jose. San Jose is uh, very young, just like the Sabers are, and uh-huh. uh, they look really good as well. So That's I'll let you, uh, I'll let you uh, take over here and okay. give us some news and notes for everything that is NHL. All right, so to start out, um, you know, the stars of uh, the month. We're going to go, we'll start out with number three, which was uh, Frederick Anderson after he left uh, the Maple Leafs and he signed with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes this offseason. This month, he was 7-0-0 with a 1.99 goals against average and a .956 save percentage with one shutout, which is impressive. That, that, those are some great numbers coming into a team. and, you know what I mean? It, it's just, that's impressive. And then you got McDavid, who is the second star of the month, with seven goals, nine assists, and 16 points, which is pretty high numbers to start out the year, which is impressive. And then you got Ovechkin, number one star of the month, with nine goals, six assists, and 15 points total. Which Damn Ovechkin. <laughs> he keeps climbing the goal, the goal charts, man. He keeps... Yeah. Yeah, he keeps climbing it, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for Ovechkin, but he's he's still. Oh, uh, I, I remember Gretzky one of the best hockey an, players. Yeah, Gretzky was doing an interview with him, and Gretzky said, "I hope he breaks my record." Yeah, yeah. so you, then, you don't uh, see you don't see a lot of those kind of guys saying, "Oh yeah, I don't want to." You know, I, I I've seen one where you know Adrian Peterson was going after Eric Dickerson's record, and Eric Dickerson came straight out. And he's like, yeah, I hope he doesn't break it. <laughs> but other than that, you, you kind of don't ever normally see a guy that goes, oh, yeah, no, I hope he doesn't break my record. Well, and the thing is, too, like, you got to think, Gretzky's even said this, like, the eras they played in were completely different. Right, right. The game now is a lot harder to score than yeah. it was in Gretzky's era. Well, and you can say that just in sports in general. I mean, look at oh. if you if you if you do compare, you know, the the the, the league that Eric Dickerson was in to the league yeah. that even Adrian Peterson was even now, and even say the league that Adrian Peterson is walking into today is totally different to when he almost broke the rushing record, yeah. you know, back in I think it was what 2012. Yes. So it's it's you know two totally different leagues yeah. now from what Ovechkin's playing in now to what Gretzky was even playing in and say even what Gre- Ovechkin was playing in 10 years ago when he when yeah. he first started. Oh yeah, so, when him and Crosby first came to the league, it's completely different now. Like, yeah, everything's right. everything's right. different and uh I mean it, it's just it's nice to see though that you know Ovechkin just keeps going and he he's himself and he he's he's always played the way he plays. He hasn't changed and he scores goals on in, in an uncanny ability to do that as well. Right. Right. Um, and then, you know, well, there's some more news we got. So Igor Shaturskin, he had a four, four road, road wins with a 0.99 goals against average. So that, that's, kind of good <laughs> yeah i mean and, and you and i you and i said that you know the the rangers were gonna have to to lean yeah, on him heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy. i mean and you know what he's putting up a fight and it, it's funny because uh when you hear henrik lundquist talk about him henrik lundquist says that you know everybody thought that i was so competitive when i was in practice because i hated when people <laughs> scored on me he said this kid's <laughs> 10 times more competitive than me yeah, Shaturkin gets so mad when he gets scored on in practice, right? That he goes to the goaltending coach Benoit Lair and says, "What did I do wrong? What can I do to fix this?" Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, <laughs> you know, and then we got, you know, Crosby tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and he's out at least 10 days. Um, and the 30th of October was his very first game of the season because he just had, he had wrist surgery. And he, that was his first game back, and now he tests positive for COVID, which... That's a that's a yeah. tough break for for such a good uh, such a yeah. great player. As much as I hate Crosby and the Penguins, he is a phenomenal player, and you cannot deny that. It's the same thing with uh, with Ovechkin. Yeah. Well, and and then now you look at you know your team, the Sabers. They brought in Craig Anderson. Craigie. Yeah. And you know Craig Anderson coming in after really not playing that well in Ottawa and not really playing at all. Um, and kind of moved from his starting role to a backup role when they brought in Murray. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, for him to come into Buffalo and go four and two with a two point five goals against average uh, and a save percentage of a point nine two one is pretty impressive for him. And you know what? It looks like the Craig Anderson of old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's steady. He's very stable back there. Um, you don't get a lot of. Um, desperation saves from Anderson because he's very square to the shooter. Right. And I think that's what's helping this young team in Buffalo is that he is so even keeled back there and calm. And he just kind of, he takes things in stride so well. He's just even keel calm, doesn't get rattled very easily. And it, it it's helping this young team perform, which is a nice yeah. thing to I mean, I, I, I do think off of that, though, he does have to step up and play. He is doing kind of middle of the road things, which for the team, yeah. I think, is what he needs to do. Uh, you know, he is top 10 so far and wins with four. But as far as that save percentage and that goals against percentage goes, he is, you know, bottom 20. Middle, middle you know, he, that, he's, yeah. he's, been, he's middle of the road. He's like 20th in both percentages. So, um, you know, he does have to step it up a little bit for that. But like I, I said... He's not at the bottom of the league, which for that team and what they're doing so far is is good. But he needs to play better going down the road if if the Sabers want to actually be looked at as a playoff team. So. I agree, and and you know what, and and so far they have a plus six differential between right. goals for and goals against. So that's that's it's, which is something to say. Yeah, it, it, it's it's impressive to see right now. Um, right. So um, moving on, uh, we got the Predators are going to be retiring uh, Pecorine's number 35 on February 24th. Pecorine played his entire career with the Nashville Predators. Came into the league with them, retired with them. Not very often do you see that. Yeah, you, you don't see that much anymore, especially in hockey. Um, you know, obviously. Yeah, especially I mean, for a goalie. Even the great one, Martin Berdour. He mm-hmm. left. He left. And, uh, saber, saber goalie, great Ryan Miller left. Yeah, Lundqvist. You know, um, Lundqvist, yeah. I just, it's, it's something you don't see very often, and uh, it, it, you know, it, it's nice to see that they're going to be retiring his number and honoring him for that, so nobody can wear it again. That's nice to see. Yeah, and then, very nice. uh, you know, an, another keynote for the NHL is Dan Dan Craig, the Iceman for the NHL. Their <laughs> vice. What is it? He's the vice president of facility operations. He is he retired as the NHL's top outdoor ice rink uh, expert, and he has been what is he sixty? He was sixty six years old when he retired the other day. 
Yeah. And he was doing this for nearly a quarter of a century. And he's is yeah. the league's leading ice man. Like he yeah. is who they would bring in to do the outdoor series and make sure the ice was good. And like he would go to the, all the rinks and, and check them out and make sure everything was up to mm-hmm. snuff. And I that's some big shoes to fill. Yeah, and they also said that basically, you know, without Dan Craig, the uh, Winter Classic would not be what it is. You know, they, right. they probably it probably would have been one and done. Uh, right. when they when they did it in Buffalo. So and especially now that they've expanded to the outdoor stadium series and everything like that. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's pretty cool to see basically one man uh you know is is kind of resulting for you know the expansion of the NHL as far as getting back to the uh, roots. Getting back to the roots and also what they can do as far as venues and stuff like that. Because you know with them doing, you know, the winter classic in the in the baseball stadiums and the football yes. stadiums. So I, I I really thought that was a great idea as to it sort is. of cross promote into, you know, the, the other sports. And it definitely helps the NHL get to a different audience. You know, I, I mean when they when they started the winter classic, the NHL was kind of just as as far as viewership, it was one of I mean, it was one of the lower, I would say diehard uh, fan. Yeah, you didn't really watch it, but when they started doing this, you gained more people. Exactly, and for him, you know, him being the person that made this all possible is, you know, and and everybody in the NHL says that he's the reason they're able to do this. Yeah, I sent you that little blurb about him, how they said that it, it after that Buffalo when they had that blizzard, if if it wasn't for him and his team, there's no way they would have been able to continue it. Yeah, the uh, NHL deputy uh, commissioner, Bill Daly, said basically we didn't have a rink system. It was totally makeshift and had horrible conditions weather-wise and obviously a lot of ice maintenance. But the fact that we were able to pull it off, uh, that game was remarkable. Uh, He went on to say, and it was entirely due to Dan and his staff and their level of expertise. Looking back at it, if we hadn't had Dan and his staff and their expertise, we weren't. And we weren't able to execute that game the way we did. The Winter Classic would have started and ended there. So yep. talking about the get talking about the game in Buffalo so many years ago, yes. the very first Winter Classic, and and you know what that that's that's a lot of praise for one man, and that's going to be yeah. some big shoes to fill. Well, and I hope that you know maybe Dan Craig had some sort of like protege underneath him, or you know whoever was underneath him, um, and is essentially I, probably, I, I, I would assume taking over his role. You know that. Dan, had, I, you know, kind of shared his his know all. I know his... that his crew that he had, they had been they had all been together for a pretty long time. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming the next one to come up will be one of those crew members that has right. worked his way through, yeah. and you know, and has learned under him for all those years because he wasn't one to give orders. He was out there with them. Right. Building those ranks and putting so everything it, together. Yeah. So it seems like at least the NHL, as far as that goes, they're not really in any jeopardy because they do right. already. Have, they already have a crew that has been together no. for a while. So it's it's yeah. just you know it's 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 sad to see a, a guy like that go and, and leave such a, but but also oh. leave such a mark on a sport in in it, you it's know, a good legacy to leave and also a place where he never played a game in the NHL you know yeah. and left such a legacy. So it, it's nice that, to that see. Was, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool note this week. Yeah, it was, and it was a nice. It was a nice article. Yeah. Um. So some injury news. Uh, Carlson is out for the Golden Knights. Uh, four to six weeks with a broken foot. Uh, I mm-hmm. saw it. he took he took a puck off the foot. It did not look 
fun. Ouch. <laughs> um, yeah, ouch. Some uh, other news here is uh, the Rangers agreed to a seven-year, $66.5 million contract with Adam Fox, which carries an AAV of $9.5 million. It ties Fox up with the Rangers till he's like 31, 32, because he's mm-hmm. 23 now. So, I mean, in, in how this kid plays, winning the Norris Trophy last year at 22, 23, and mm-hmm. then now how he's playing this year looking like he did last year and actually a little bit better. Um, good move by the Rangers. Um, they got him for a steal when they got him from Tampa Bay. It's also interesting to see the contract extension there, seven years for $66.5 million, which I believe from NHL standards is on the higher end. Um, yes. of NHL contracts and, and just yeah. how, you know, you see some MLB contracts, obviously Francis, you know, the big one, Francisco Lindor just got 10 years for 341 million. Right. Uh, you know, oh. Javi Baez is probably going to get probably five, five to six years for somewhere around maybe 110, 120. So and it's just interesting to see the different yeah. sports and the different budgets and, and you know, this and that. So that's what happens in the cap era. Yeah. I mean, you have to stay under that cap limit and they, they work it out to where like the, you know, it's kind of like NFL where you can front load, middle ro- load or back load it or, or back load kinda, it. Right. Or kind of even it throughout all the years. Yeah. Um, but they can always restructure it too. If they need right. to make a little cap room for a year or two or something, which, like which that. the NFL is notorious for re- restructuring yeah, players contracts. I, I mean, realistically, and Tom Brady is notorious for reconstructuring. I think every single contract he's gone through over the last ten they years. They could put a team around him, yeah. Right. So, um, so in other news, uh, Coyotes uh, still remain winless this year. <laughs> they are the uh, Detroit Lions of the NHL. Yeah, they they are they are oh nine and one. Yikes. I mean, they they have a they have one point because they went to overtime. Because they went to overtime, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then on the other end of it, you got Carolina who moves to 9-0-0 on the season with 18 points. So the Coyotes are not, I mean, they're winless, but they're not pointless. So that's good. And Carolina is undefeated. Yep. So I think we had, what, five undefeated teams when we spoke last week? And now we have one. Only one's remaining. And then uh, you got the Rangers who uh, moved to 6-2-2 with 14 points and are now in second in the Metro Division. And then you got Mm -hmm. Buffalo who moved to 5-3-1. and one. They're tied for second in the Atlantic with 11 points. Um, and then uh, I will go through, so in the NHL right now, in the, t- in the league, the standings, it's uh, Carolina at 1, Florida at 2, Edmonton at 3, uh, Calgary at number 4, the Rangers are in 5th, Washington is in 6th, uh, St. Louis in 7th, San Jose is in 8th, Winnipeg is in ninth place, Minnesota is in 10th, Columbus is in 11th place. Uh, Philadelphia is in 12th. Tampa Bay is in 13th. And then Buffalo is in 14th. So they cracked the top 20, sir. Yeah. They're, they're, they're playing very well this year. And actually, they are technically tied with Tampa Bay with 11 points with the same exact record. Right. So, Which I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing because we've discussed Tampa Bay struggles, but... Obviously, Buffalo is not a great team. They are a young team, so for them to be in the top 15 of the NHL, I think is a pretty good thing. Well, uh, the other the other team that I wanted to note there was the team they played last night, the San Jose Sharks, there in the top 10. Eighth. Yeah. That's uh, pretty impressive there for a team that was kind of where Buffalo was the last couple of years and just kind exactly. of swimming around in the uh, bottom of the, yeah. the barrel there, pun yeah. intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, Chris, yeah. thank you so much for catching yeah. us up on the uh, the NHL this week, and yeah, um, you know, time to move into our favorite uh, part of the podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll do a hundred percent real hot takes. Uh, again, guys, if you have any that you want to uh, share with us, please tweet at us either at uh, BoomShotClock at Bearded Spartan on Twitter or our personal Twitters, or you can also tweet at us at Bearded and Boom the Podcast. Please follow the podcast on Twitter, guys. We're yes. going to become a little more active there, obviously, as the right. MLB, uh, MLB uh, postseason is now over. The NHL is in full swing and everything like that. So uh, I promise I'll start tweeting more out of that. Out of Dang. that. Dang, <laughs> so so um so we'll start uh you know we'll start in the nhl we'll start in the nhl uh, right, we I do like only it. have one it, it, this is very uh nhl heavy or nfl heavy this week obviously is the mlb oh, yeah. season has now ended but uh, i wanted to just talk about the sabers for a little bit and do a little okay. bit of buy or sell uh chris are you buying or selling the buffalo sabers as a real playoff team so far this season so far from what i've seen um I am actually buying them. Um, mm-hmm. So far this year, they've looked good. And, like, I'm not going to lie to you, I was kind of scared yeah. with all the players that they let go and, right. and got rid of and stuff. And so for them to be where they are right now with the young, how young the team in, is and without Eichel and a lot of these other players they've had over the years is mm-hmm. nice to see. Um, and, you know, Allmark, who... I thought they were going to do everything they could to hold on to as their goalie Mm -hmm. to bring in Anderson and see what he's doing so far. And then, uh, I mean, I I'm buying them right now. Um, it's still a young season. If they keep playing like this, I think you're going to see them keep improving. Um, Mm -hmm. and and I, I hope they do because it's been a while since a Buffalo team has, Played like this, so it, it's well, nice to play, see. Played well, yeah. Yeah, it, it's nice to see, and uh, I'm excited to see if they can keep it up and kind of, you know, just keep hanging with, uh, hanging in second place, third place there, and try and make yeah. uh, at least a wild card push in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, me as a fan, I'm still obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm really still not impressed. I, I mean, I, I'm excited that the team is playing better this year than in years past, but again. We were we have been a basement team for the last couple of seasons. So right. um and my hope is that maybe we play well right. enough that um there's no more issue with between Jack Eichel and the front office. Um I, and, and maybe Jack Eichel can actually be excited to play on the team. Um, you no. know, I I would hope that, but obviously they have other issues, you know, debating on how they want to handle his injury and stuff like that. Listen, I'll just say this right now. If if you know, Jack Eichel doesn't like what's being done with him as far as the Buffalo Sabres go, and and he ends up leaving the team because of that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be mad at him. Uh, I understand that. You know your own body, and if a team is trying to tell you one way they want you to have surgery done, and you think it's best to have it done the other way, then you know you have to trust your own gut, and you have to trust your own career. And you know, it's essentially your career is in your own hands at that point. And, um, you know, again, if, if Eichel comes back next season and plays with the team, I would be excited. But, you know, if something doesn't happen and he ends up being traded, yeah, all the best to him. Because I, I still like Jack Eichel as a player. Oh. I still think he's going to be yeah. a fantastic player, whether it is with or without the Sabres. And if it's without the Sabres, I think the Sabres have done enough, you know, what they did this year in the draft and, and stuff like that. I think they'll be fine. Uh, you know, this rebuild is going to take it. it, I'm not expecting a playoff run this year, but you know, I'm thinking there's a five-year window and I'm hoping that, you know, Mm -hmm. they can hit that five-year window and be a good team. 
over the next yeah. five years. So well, rebuilds in the NHL because you got to draft players and develop them. I mean, it, it's a long process. Rebuilds in, the, rebuilds in the NHL generally take longer than in any, any from what sport. I've seen in any other sport. You know, yeah. you can, you know, yeah. look at the look at the San Francisco Giants two years ago were crapshoot. Even no. last year, they yeah. were not that good. And this year, they almost made the World Series. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've seen guy, teams like the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns go from zero to hero, you know, almost basically between last year and this year. Uh, you know, so and, it's a longer process because you yeah. got to let these players develop. First of all, you're drafting kids and you're yes. putting them in against men. So right. one, their bodies have to adjust. They have to grow into their body types, put right. on muscle mass, train the correct way. And not every player drafted can cut it in the NHL. Right. I mean, it, right. it's just like any other sport. And let's face it, NHL, you're going really fast and hitting people really hard, and it is a high-collision, very fast sport, and mm-hmm. it's, it, takes, it takes some time to build a, build a team back up when you're doing a rebuild. Um, unless you're going to do what some teams do, and they, they just basically go out and get rental players, yeah. and basically go at it that way, and that, that's, that's not going to sustain you for a very long time. Because eventually what happens is it's when these, it's, these rental players are you know, towards the end of their prime, but they're still good enough. Right. But then when they start falling off, you're, you're in trouble. So, yeah. So we'll, uh, step back into the NFL and we'll finish off with this. Um, Chris, we'll start off with the Detroit lions. Uh, do you think they'll go the whole season without a win? Ooh. Uh, I honestly, from what I've seen so far, I think they're going to pull a a Cleveland Browns and, and, and go and over. Well, they have gone over 16 uh, once in their franchise, um, and it is actually very recently within the last 10 years. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with you on this one, just how the offense is played. It's very strange because you do have, uh, in my opinion, a top five running back in the league in DeAndre Swift. And also, yep. you know, Jamal Williams isn't a slouch either. You know, he I oh. think the, the two of them are a great uh running back yeah, duo. Very good. They just back. they and you know their their quarterback is is decent. I, I think Jared Goff is a decent quarterback. The problem is they don't have a receiving core and they don't have an offensive line, and also their oh. defense is is terrible. So now now look um, at it. look at what Matt Stafford did with that team and the passing yards right. he had every year. That exactly. shows you what a good quarterback Stafford actually is to make that team look like they did. Right, right. So it's it's just, uh, you know, like I, I think you and I have said it before, uh, you know, I think we and we've talked about it on the podcast. I think their yeah. one hope is maybe against, um, you know, the Bears on Thanksgiving. I agree. If they can't I, win, they that, win if, that or not, if they don't win that game, I, I, I think we're going to have a winless team this year. So I agree. I think you're going to see another Ofer team like the Cleveland Browns did not yeah. too long ago. So. Uh, next one, Chris, will the saints be okay with the quarterbacks they have in their system? Uh, they've already had come out and spoken. Sean Payton came out and spoke before the, uh, trade deadline and said that they mm-hmm. would not be going out and getting a quarterback. Now that James right. Winston's out for the year, obviously the trade deadline has passed. So now they have a choice between Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon, obviously the, uh, the, the world beater last week. And he came out and, um, you know, kind of staved off Tom Brady. And obviously, realistically, it was kind of a, the defense doing a lot of that work in yeah. the back half of that game. But yeah. uh, do you think they're going to be all right with uh, what they have? No, I, I, really? I think it's I, I, I think it's going to be kind of scary because they tried to give 
Because there, I, I know what's going to happen is Tyson Hill is going to come back from his injury that he has now, and they're going to put him in as the starter mm-hmm. because right. he's the next in line and he's been in the organization long enough. He knows he knows the playbook inside and out. Well, and, right. Uh, you you saw what he did when they tried to do that with him when Breeze was hurt, and it yeah. did not yeah. go well. Yeah. And well, and there was I, an obvious reason why they took Jameis Winston as the starter over. Yep. Taysom Hill. So right. So it, but, and, and considering that Hill's number two on the depth chart when he's there, that's kind of scary. Yeah. See, here's where I'm actually gonna have to disagree with you, and and it's not because of the quarterback play. Uh, okay. I think they'll be fine because of the defense that they have and the running game that they have. Uh, Alvin Kamara is one of the best running backs in the league, and that I defense agree. has shown to be a very stout defense. Um, you know, I think the other, you know, we were talking about the Bills schedule and I said that they're going to end up maybe with two losses. I think that might be one of them, uh, just because of the defense. Uh, But I, I really hope that they go with Trevor Simeon here because I think for that offensive scheme, I think Trevor Simeon as a, uh, quote unquote, quote unquote, actual quarterback and not kind of a quarterback wide receiver tight end he fits the system better and also gives i think alvin Kamara more of a chance to be an impact player in that that. offense now without michael thomas i think it's going to hurt a little bit but i think with michael thomas's injury who knows what kind of michael thomas we would have gotten anyway right uh marquez calloway has kind of stepped into a little bit of that role and and done well i i still think the receiving core is lackluster a little bit and i would have actually liked to see them maybe go out and sign i would have a wide receiver or or somebody or 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 done something with that because i think they needed kind of that but calloway has done decently well this season i think obviously you know sean payton was is sean payton's very confident as he always is in his offense and I, I really just drafted, so right. And I, I just hope that for the system's sake, he goes with Trevor Simeon because do too, because know, and, and Simeon looked good. I mean, he looked really good in the back half of that game after after Winston went down. So, oh, and you know how I feel about Hill. I, I, I view him as a, a gimmick quarterback. Yeah, he right. he's not. He's not a quarterback that you get like a Lamar Jackson and uh and even and like a Patrick Mahomes, like he's yeah. not a quarterback that can scramble and throw the ball and make all these throws. Right. He can make some throws, but he's not the greatest at it. He he's mm-hmm. just he's better when they run him out of a wildcat and he's like receiving the ball or something or like pitching it to somebody. He's right. Not, but that's that's not the Saints offense at all. Exactly. He's the gimmick guy they bring in when they do that kind of stuff. And with him, you know, and even, you know, the last few years of Breeze's career, they tried to do that. They tried to get innovative because I think Sean Payton realized that, well, Drew Brees isn't going to play forever. You know, even like Tom Brady, Tom Brady is not going to play forever. Granted, he's played for 20 years, but Tom Brady is not going to play forever. And and these teams that have these quarterbacks are going to have to figure out a different, whether it's a different system to run or a a different, uh, you know, place to do that. So. Um, so let's move on. Chris, uh, are you buying or selling, uh, the Titans without Derrick Henry? I, I don't know. Um, I kind of want to see how they, uh, how they do once Peterson's on the team, not, not, not this next game because he's practice squad. 
I want to mm-hmm. see how they do once they bring him in and they start doing. Well, the no, they right. el- they elevated, they signed him, put him on the practice squad, and elevated him to the roster. Okay, well, so he will, he will. I, I, and I would assume he will start as the running back number is, one. Is is he in football playing shape though? He practiced today. Okay, well, and I guess I'll tell we'll you what. I'll tell game. you what. From the pictures I saw, he looks pretty good. damn good. Also, you know, another note that we actually forgot about, um, and I'm just going to say this now, uh, Christian McCaffrey did practice today, um, and the Carolina Panthers have started that 21-day window with him. I don't think he'll play this week, but he might play next week. So yeah, um, just a little note there. Um, I am actually still going to buy the Titans only because of the rest of that division. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Now, are they going to be a, a team in the playoffs? I don't think so unless mm-hmm. unless Derrick Henry comes back. You know, if they make the playoffs, that... So 10 weeks actually puts them at week 18. So yes. if they can make the playoffs, I think that they'll still be okay. Um, right. And with the schedule they have left, I think they'll still be all right. So if they can get a buy in that first playoff week, I think they'll be okay. If Henry can, and, and that's, and that's who they're, they're kind of fighting the bills there for home field advantage. So right. I hope it, the bills can kind of continue to winning so they can get yeah. that home field throughout the playoffs. Cause that obviously that's, that's is, a key factor right there. If, yeah, if so. the Titans can come away with home field advantage and they get that bye week, mm-hmm. that gives them the chance to have Henry back and a chance and to, a chance to actually be an actual threat yes, in the playoffs. I agree. Now, granted, I, I think with you know if, if Julio can get healthy and and, and start playing well, him and AJ Brown are are going to be more interesting. And hell, if Adrian Peterson comes out and just starts being a world beater, you know, with that offense, I think they'll be all right. So, um, Chris, the Kansas City Chiefs, do you think they're going to miss the playoffs this season? I do. The way they played so far, I, I do. I really yeah. do. Their offensive line is horrible. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is not comfortable at all. He keeps and, and don't get me wrong, the, a lot of these interceptions are not his fault because they're No, they're people. they're really not. They're, they're yeah. hitting people in the hands and they're just not catching it. Even or, even the the first one he threw Monday night was not his fault at all. It it hit, the receiver, hit the receiver hit the receiver's hands. Yep. And, and went right up in the, the air. Right. right. So uh, I'm fault. actually yeah, I'm actually gonna have to agree with you here. Uh, and they're not going to miss the playoffs by much. I think, honestly, it's because there's other better teams in that division now. Yeah. I think the Raiders are actually a better team than them, and I think the uh, the, the L.A. Chargers are going to win that division. Um, but their defense is almost historically bad. They did add Melvin Ingram, so hopefully that'll help a little bit with the, the run game there. Um, but, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I think he'll figure it out, but I think there are just other teams that are better in that division. So. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, Chris, do you think the Packers can win this week with Jordan Love as their starter? And if so, if Aaron Rodgers misses the following week, do you think they can just win with him as a starter? It, dep- uh, it, it depends if Adams is back for the wide receiver for them. Um, because yeah. you know they're going to have a decent running game. Um, it depends on does he have the chemistry that Rodgers has with this receiving core um, because you saw what Rodgers was able to pull out a win against the undefeated Cardinals without Adams last week. Right. So it, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And I have to agree. Uh, if Devonte Adams is back, they got a better shot. Um, yeah. But I think between if Devonte Adams is back between Devonte Adams and, you know, Aaron Jones, and I think you'll see a little bit of uh, better play out of AJ Dillon out of the backfield. So I, I think they still have a good chance. So, 
Uh, final one, and we'll end it off here, Chris. Yes. Uh, biggest surprise of the NFL so far, and the biggest shock of your of the NFL so far. Biggest surprise, I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, biggest surprise, I, I did not see the Bengals being as good as they are. I really didn't. Um, yeah. And I'd go with my biggest shock is the Chiefs. Like, you go from world beaters to what we're seeing right now, it's Kind of scary. Going from, from world beaters to everyone beats you. Yeah. And, you know, I actually kind of tossed around a couple other teams, but I, I kind of yeah. have to agree with you there. It's uh, the Bengals have played really well. I think the combination of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow will be good for years to come yeah. as long as, and, you know, definitely helping out if Joe Mixon can stay healthy. Yep. Um, and yeah, the Chiefs just, I, I don't know what's, I mean, we know what's wrong with them, but like we don't know why because. It's, well, they, they it, only it, have it's, one old lineman return. Yeah, it's a whole new so, old line except for one person, and you're seeing that. Like mm-hmm. over those last few years, like when they had, even when they had Alex Smith in there, right? It was the same line, mm-hmm. so they were they were good together. They knew how to operate together. Now, yeah. and now you're seeing what happens when it when when a, it's a it's a new line. It's all new players. They're trying to learn how to play together. You don't really necessarily know what the other one's going to do like you can when you've had a line together as long as they had had previously. Right. Right. And yeah, like I said, I have to agree. Bengals and Chiefs, um, you know, so it's just and and hopefully, you know, for for fans sake that they can figure it out um, as the uh, years to come. But uh, that's where we're going to end it. Episode number 10, the big one. Oh, we're now into double digits, Chris. No, um, you know, I'm uh, having a bunch of fun. Like I said, recording these Dang. with you and uh, I hope the listeners are uh, enjoying these as much as we are making them. Yes. Guys, thank you so much for the uh, support in these first 10 episodes. I really yes, appreciate sure. it. And, um, you know, we hope you continue to listen as the podcast continues to grow and evolve, uh, you know, over the next you know, 10, 20, 30 episodes. Obviously, we're going to be trying different things out in there. So just, um, you know, let us know what you think. Leave us a review and a rating on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast on Spotify. Tweet at us at Bearded and Boom. Any hot takes you have, any uh, news, notes, anything like that. And um, we will uh, see you guys next week. Uh, Stay safe out there and um, see you later. See you guys.